Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of your favorite fucking podcast, Get the Belt. I am your host, Miles, and unfortunately, I am sat in the studio and alone. Yeah, once again, I'm all alone. There's no one here beside me. My problems have all gone. And something I don't know the words to that song. I don't know. But yeah, I'm here in the studio <clears throat> alone, ready to give you an episode. So I'm going to do things a little bit differently because Kashmir's not here today. We're sending you all of our love. We love you, Kashmir. She can't be here because she couldn't. She had something to do, some exciting things to do. Um, so yeah, good luck on what you're doing today, sis. And she will be back with us next week. So yeah, you're just you've just got miles. Just me. Mixed race me. Thickums me. Kind of snatch though me. Just giving you nice things. <laughs> Quick shot. Oh. Lord of mercy. I should have put my phone on silent. Oops, Cashman's not here to tell me what to do, so I, I didn't do that. Anyway. So yeah, I want to start this episode off by saying if you're not subscribed, do so already. And if you are, tell your brethren to tune in and subscribe as well because we need you to hear what we have to say because it's nice things. And if you like your friends, you will want them to laugh as well. You will want them to find out Wagwan. And you know, we give melanated magnificence here so you'll get more people to find out about other melanated amazing people doing some great fucking things. And yeah, we encourage you to write into the show as per at contact at getthebeltpod.com. Send us an email if you have someone that you want to give Melanin Magnificence to. Or if you've got a belt to give, if you need to vent, let something off of your clot, let something off, off of your chest. If, if you want to just release, can't afford therapy, or you don't know if you want some advice on something, ask us questions. We're all here for that. So I'm going to kick off the show as we normally do every single week with a word of the week. So my word of the week today is taken from our good sis, <laughs> Kiki Palmer. From a video that was, that was going around all the timelines, both on Instagram and Twitter and all of that this week. And the word of the week this week is, I'm sorry to this man. If you've not seen the video, go and watch it because it gives me life, you know. Let me, you know, let me, let me quickly play it for you right now. 
if you haven't seen it, it's it's her in giving an interview, and she just responds to a question with the following, and it is this week's word of the week. To this man. Hi. Sorry to this man. I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. And that is the word of the week. Sorry to this man. And I, I chose this word of the week because you know, we can be tried by people in our lives, and sometimes there's people we really know. We really know them quite well. Some of these motherfuckers might even be related to us, might even be in a relationship with them. Or, you know, like, like good Kiki said, you know, I, I don't know who this man is. I could see him walking past in the street and I wouldn't even know. Like, sometimes you don't even know who these people are, okay? Sometimes you just hear from someone that's saying, oh, you know, the other day, so-and-so said X, Y, and said, and you'd be like, sorry to this man, I... I, I it sounds ridiculous, but I don't know who this man is, you know. Uh, and in essence, what I am, why I'm challenging Kiki this week for Word of the Week is, I want us to drop the pay, yeah? Especially us Scorpios, you know, how we can get, when something happens and someone does us dirty, we can, we're quick to sting and to be vengeful. And that's a journey, me, myself, and I, no Beyonce are on because I don't want to uh, invest my energy that I have stinging someone who I don't know. Okay? Let me put the sting into myself. How about that? So sorry to this man. Like, I don't know who this man is. We're dropping the petty. This week, I really want you to focus on when shit is happening to you or someone's talking smack or moving a bit wayward. Sorry to this man, I, I, I don't know who this man is. Like, it could be a woman even, or a, a gender-neutral person, or however you want to fucking identify. We, what we are doing is we're keeping it classy, and we're apologizing for them. We're not even waiting for them to apologize to us. Because I don't know about you, but there are some people in this world that really their DNA constructs does not allow them to apologize to someone that they've done wrong to. Some, there are really people out there like that. And I'm tired of trying to make people see how they fucked up and then feel remorseful for it. Because if it doesn't happen naturally, if it isn't an instinct for them, then there's no point in receiving that apology. There's no point in receiving any kind of communication from them in, a res in, a, in hopes to resolve a situation. So what we're going to do this week, my girls and boys and non-binaries, sorry to this man. We're going to apologize for them, and we are going to keep it moving and not allow that bullshit to come and transcend onto our fucking greatness. Because we are fucking great, and the more of us that we put into someone else that is just talking doo-doo, real caca out of their lips, the majority of the time, quite thin lips, we keep it moving in our size 8 Balenciagas, Okay. And if not size 8 Balenciagas, you're size 8 Primanis, top mans, top girls, whatever the fuck you're wearing. We keep it the fuck moving. We apologize for them. We don't let it affect us. And we take the high road, like Michelle Obama said.
when they go over go hi. Nice things. So that is the word of the week this week. Really channel that in future, but especially this week. I don't know why I'm speaking to you. Yes, I'm speaking to you. I feel like this week when someone is someone's going to try us. It happens. Every, it happens all the time. But this week, what you are going to do is give a good Kiki Palmer and I'm sorry to this man. Okay? And then we keep it moving. Because we do not need that kind of fucking energy. Can I get an amen? Oh, if you felt that, pat your chest. If you felt that, clap your hands. If you felt that, if you're sat on a bus or a tube, a tube or a train, wherever you are, stop your, stop your foot three times. I just did it in the studio. Just, just... Feel it and even say it. Sorry to this man. Sorry to this man. Because we do not need, we are better and we are progressing and we are going high. Amen, Jesus. That is the word of the week this week. So, my week this week has been pretty wild. I'm not going to lie. Um, I've taken a, a slip. Um, uh, a dip, <laughs> a slip and a dip and a trip uh, down the path to being fat again. Not necessarily being fat, that's an aggressive loaded word, but a thicker version of myself. And you know, I've got people out there say, well, you still look good and you know, it's not summer anymore. So like, just eat. I'm like, mate, okay, I look good this summer, but next summer I want to look even better. Do you know what I mean? And that doesn't, for me, Slow and steady wins the race. This year, I did things quite quickly. I don't know about you guys, but I, I like you know, I went on a, not a crash diet, but I was very regimented with what I was eating for a while, a good few months in training, and then you know when I was getting the compliments and the DMs was a little bit warmer than than usual, I started to go. Oh, well, maybe I can have this, you know this chicken breast or this chicken thigh with chips. And maybe I can have some pounded yam with my goosey and not just the stew by itself. Maybe carbs are my friend because I look good. But guess what? When we do that, then we can go back to normal. And I don't know about you guys' bodies here, but my body reacts fast and is a blessing and a motherfucking curse because as, as, well, as good as it can respond to the exercise and the diet, hun, it reacts just as fast to the Krispy Kreme donut that I will eat once and then boom reaction okay so I, I yeah I got a bit lax wasn't training as hard was being a lot more relaxed with my food uh, but I've been enjoying you know I've been doing nice things and yeah it is not as hot so there's no need to do skin out skin out skin out but however comma I will be I'm back on it you know I record on Mondays uh, so Monday is the day, you know, where we're all like, well, let's do it now. Even though I'm not really a fan of that. When people are like, oh, Monday, and it's, and it's like Tuesday, that means you've got a whole six days of doing fuckery. Like, why do that to yourself? A whole six days. So now I've got to do work off another six days of bullshit. Can you imagine? So fuck what I just said. Let me take that back. Um, yes, it's Monday, but regardless, it could have been Thursday, Tuesday, wherever day. Today... I'm just back on it. Like, I've had a nice, you know, protein bar. I had a coffee. And then, what did I have? Some oats with protein shake. With, with protein powder, sorry. So I'm back on it. And I did a little 12-minute run before I came to the studio because I was doing admin on, on my laptop at home before the studio. And before you knew it, it, it 10 o'clock, and it was all of a sudden, like, 1 o'clock. And I was like, fuck, so I didn't have much time. But, yeah, I took a dip. But I'm on my way back up to the top. 
um, which is great, um, and I'm excited for it. Um, I've decided to take a new venture. Um, obviously, we've got the podcast. I'm a performer. I'll be auditioning and stuff. Uh, and my writing, I'm still doing. But I've decided that there's something in the air which has got me like feeling like I want to do something else. Do you, do you ever have that where you're just like, even though I'm doing quite a lot, whether you're a performer, self-employed, or whether you just have a normal nine till five, which me, I would fucking love to have, as much as you guys might see me on Instagram and see me doing performing in the evenings and going out, whatever. Me, I have no social life, yeah? Me, I've been single now for three years, and it's because I'm a performer, a full-time one, and f- full-time self-employed. So as good as it is for you to be like, oh, well, you don't have to wake up until whatever. Well, regardless, I still work in the day f- with my side hustles, yeah, and then get the belt, keeps me busy. And then when it comes to 6 p.m., I've got to be at my theatre ready to do warm-up and then go go do 5, 6, 7, 8 on stage. And then I finish at 10. So my social life, where is it? Madeline McCann. Finding a partner with these hours, yeah, it don't cut it because the majority of the people that I probably w- 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 would like to see, they are ideally not in my industry, even though it work because of the hours, but it's too small. Everyone fucks each other and I can't. It makes me feel a bit sick. Um, but if they've got a nine to five, when am I seeing them? Because you guys, you're home at five or you're home at six, whatever. I'm only starting work then. And then by the time it gets to 9, 10, you guys have done meal prep, watched your TV programs, and they're getting ready to go to bed so you can get a really nice 8, 9, some of you lucky motherfuckers, 10 hours sleep before you go to work. Me, do I even know 7 hours sleep? Do I know it? Who is she? I feel like Mariah Carey when it comes to sleep. Who is she? I don't know her. I, I do not know her. But it's okay because I was put on this, or- on this earth to perform. I know my calling. I know my craft. And... I'm doing it. So I am happy. However, the hours, they are mad. But but let me get back on. This is why it helps to have cashmere because me, I'll go on a tangent. But basically, have you ever find yourself thinking like, oh, even though I've got my nine to five or I'm doing what I'm doing, I feel like I want to do more. I don't know whether that's just me and I'm just too much, always wanting to do something, workaholic, whatever you want to call it. I want to do something else. And so I don't want to say it just yet. But let's just say it's got things to do with pictures. I want to uh, try new things. But you know my height. I'm only a, I'm small, small. I'm a 5'9", yeah. And I feel like what I want to do, you have to be fucking giraffe neck to do it at a six foot. But everyone's like, Miles, no, it's 2019. Things are different. You know, diversity, inclusion. Like, you can do it with your with your thick thighs these days and you don't have to be a giant. So... Who knows? I'll continue doing my fitness, continue taking small, small pictures and sending it and see who wants to, you know, work with this. Because let's just say this, this, I'm a hard worker, innit? So if you know anyone that will take someone on, I'm just saying, send them my way. But otherwise, my week has been good. I've been performing all week. I was on stage all week, which I love. I fucking love my job. I love performing and I'm so blessed, blessed and honoured to be doing what I do, and not just blessed, and it's not just luck, but I put in the hard fucking work. I don't know if you've heard our first ever episode where we spoke about all of the hosts. Um, I left Spain when I was 15 by myself to come to London to study performing arts, and I managed to get into the Brit School, and then after that, I auditioned, 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 and got into a dance school where I then trained there, and I've been lucky enough 
to and the, I've been hard working enough to have made it through all of these uh, really good and elite establishments to come out with the good qualifications and training I need to be booking these jobs that I've been booking since graduation, hun. Just another shout out. Um, I'm sorry, sorry to this man because that kind of it, it kind of fits as I had someone tell me the other day that someone from another contract was, you know, talking some smack. But guess what? I'm sorry to this man. I, I don't know him. Like, I don't know. I hate to sound ridiculous, but if I was to see him walking down the street, I'd just walk right past this, right past this man. And I, sorry to this man. But yeah, um, I am blessed and I love my work. Um, but I've been tired and I'm trying to make some more time to just relax and not do work. But ugh, I'm a workaholic, so what can I say? Otherwise, it's been good. Um, Kasia and I are in talks of doing another live show. We don't know when it exactly is going to be. It would be fun to see out the 2019 with a live show. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. We're going to be really, really planning that over the next two weeks. Um, and we will keep you posted on the socials with that. Um, yeah, I hope all of your weeks went well. And let's jump into the next segment, Melanin Magnificence. So my Melanin Magnificence goes out to a girl by the name of Olu. Uh, she is a, I think she was a waitress and the host um, of a Nigerian restaurant called Enish. I don't know if you know about them, but they are a chain. There's one in Croydon, one in Lewisham. Uh, I know there's one in Finchley as well. I normally go to one in Finchley because obviously I work in central London and it's the one closest to me and I only get like a two-hour break to run there and come back because for some reason there's no Nigerian restaurants in central London. Like, what the fuck? Uh, making us have to really do travel. But yeah, so I go to this restaurant and ugh, obviously craving me, I see the menu and I'm like, ah, so I need Eforivo, I need Agusi, I need Dodo and Plantain. I need all the things. Order came £60. Who the fuck spends £60 on their lunch? Me, and especially someone that goes to a Nigerian restaurant because it's pricey as fuck, but it was fucking worth it. But on um, picking up the food when we went there, this girl gave us really nice service. Not only was she cute as fuck, but she was just a real baby girl. And I, me being me, the cheeky miles that I am, upon leaving, I was like, just, hun, like, obviously, I can't get back onto this tube in central London with the, with all of these Oyimbos looking at me and get out my pando and start eating this okra stew. So do you have anything? And this is, this is post paying for the food. I was like, do you have something, you know, that I can just, you know, do chomp chomp on the tube on the way back to work to satisfy these hunger pains that I have. And she just gave me a nice little smile. She was just like, let me see what I can do. And she came back out and she gave me a nice little pot of moi moi, which is really nice of her. She didn't have to do that. So my melanin magnificence goes out to you, Olu, for doing nice things, showing generosity, showing care, and for giving me good service. You know, we often talk about, me, me and Kashmir on this show as well, uh, when you go to black restaurants, especially Caribbean ones, I'm just saying. And Nigerian ones can do it as well, because I've, 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 I've faced it but when you go there you get i hate to call it typical black service because i want to eradicate that whole mentality and the whole association with shit service and bad face the attitude uh with what black business or black service is like but she gave me a good smile the food was ready when i got there packaged in nice nice bag and it was just friendly efficient 
I felt welcomed. It was everything was done. There was no kissing of teeth, rolling of eyes. There was no attitude. She was super duper friendly. And on top of that, she went above and beyond and gave me some good, good moi moi for free to eat whilst on the tube home. Well, to work. You know, to get melanin magnificence, you don't have to be out here giving a million pounds to someone on the street or have a million gazillion followers on Instagram or Twitter. To be melanin magnificence, you just have to be a nice person and not be a cunt and actively doing nice things. And that's what she was doing. So my melanin magnificence goes out to you, baby, for just brightening up my day. It was already really bright because I knew I was about to eat my good Nigerian food when I got back to work. But you put the extra cherry on the bakewell to to just make it all fabulous things yeah so melanin magnificence goes out to you olu at finchley um in the ennish restaurant you are fucking amazing so let's get into my segment miles measures where i'll be measuring up this week's shenanigans i would like to start my segment off by saying R.I.P. R.I.P. to Thomas. You know, he's taken many of us Brits around the world a few times. He's taken us on planes, put us in, a, in, in some cute hotels in a little Mallorca. Or some of us with the money money, we've gone and done eight hour flight plus and you know, he's taken us to real nice places near the equator. Uh, where they really speak with wild accents that are not Bris- not not Bristolian, not British. But yeah, our good friend Thomas Cook passed away last week. He was born eighteenth. Um, he was born in eighteen forty one, and he left us in two thousand and nineteen. You had a good run, my 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 guy. You really had a good run, a good flight. Um, my condolences also go out to the people. That woke up jobless. Ah. That must have been. That's when you need to channel the word of the week. I'm sorry to this man. You know. Instead of being mad mad and getting more wrinkles over these things that happened to us. When you woke up with that email, the call or whatever. Just breathe. I'm sorry to this man. You know. Sorry to this man. But my condolences do really go out to you as well. Because your job is dead. Um, I also feel really bad for the people. Well. Yeah, I feel bad, but for some of them, I'm like, you scored. Because some of these people could be in Mexico really enjoying the sun while we in England have had the last of our summer and they've been told there's no more flights because everything that you booked with Thomas Cook, it is gone now. He's dead. So the flights that they had are gone. So it just means hopefully you got insurance or whatever or, you know, but it just means you get another few days of paradise. I wouldn't be mad at that. If I was out there and I was on holiday, meant to be back at work next day, and I had to call up and be like, sorry, yo, Thomas Cook passed away. I'm going to have to lay down and have a few more margaritas for a couple more days while they sort out these flights. I wouldn't be mad at it. Sorry to this man. (laughs) Sorry to this man. Um, But those of you that really need to come back for whatever reason or are struggling or didn't have travel insurance, oh, Lord, Maji, I feel for you. Um... I hope it gets sorted as soon as possible. Uh, Yeah. So I didn't know whether to put this in my get the belt segment and give them a beat in um, or not. As you may have seen again on the timelines, 
H&M have been doing controversy again, um, as have the people trolling them, basically. So there was a young girl, young black girl, that was doing modeling, modeling, um, because she's a beautiful brown-skinned girl, shout out to Beyonce. Um, however, comma, the profile pic that they use of her side on, the hair that was there wasn't the healthiest it could be. Now, as a mixed man, I don't have full, full Afro hair like that. However, my mother does, cousins do, aunties, and many of my friends. So I do understand that, you know, it's hard in these streets for like not just black 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 women, some men as well, but especially black females, uh, with their edges, you know, especially with pressures from social media for them to be perfect. And you know, not everyone. Sometimes some of us fall short to the glory, you know. Sometimes they don't quite make it. Some of us have jobs. I work with bitches in the West End who have to wear wigs literally for their jobs. And other girls out here just wear wigs just because they want to look cute. But some of these w w wigs. Yeah, is snatching up the hedges, really snatching them up. And obviously, some like what's her name? Fucking another problematic one, Slum Flower, posted in aid because some of the people were trolling the little girl, cussing her out for ages, which I. It's a great area, really, because we don't know her story. Every, every edge has a story. Every edge has a story, yeah. And some of you grown women with no edges, me, I feel no shame and no sorrow for your deceased edges, simply because you want to do scrape, scrape, scrape the edges way back, slick, slick, pull, pull, and do Ariana Grande ponytails where you drag out the whole of your follicles just to get some kind of look which lasts a day and halfway through the night, half of you sweat out so it don't even stay too, too nice, yeah? But you be putting your hair through real trauma and distress to ascertain looks and then cry when your edges are, are missing. You are to blame. The relaxer that you put in it, which burns out your scalp and then your edges have disappeared, you are to blame. However... Like I said, every edge has a story. When you're a little girl, I've, unless, again, so I mean, we don't know, and this is why it's a great area. We don't know, but maybe the hair didn't relax, but we don't know how that mum's brushing the hair. If she's, we don't know if the parents are doing, like, treating the hair well. If they're putting, I don't know, she was, she looked young, but maybe they're making her rock wigs to school. We don't know. It's, it's 2019. Some of these parents move mad with their kids. Yeah, I'd be in Brixton sometimes and see. Eight-year-olds with uh, eight to ten-year-olds with full lace fronts. I'm like rotted. Okay, you look cute, but how's the uh, how's the underneath? Okay, so we don't know what this girl's parents do to maintain the edges. But if you've seen the shit online, the edges were a bit mad. They weren't horrendous, but they definitely it was a struggle season. Like they could have, I at least feel, if there was a black person on set, can we do this all the time? And this is what I was going to say, maybe we need to give them the belt. But they could have at least done a little small, small, you know, cocoa, coconut oil and a little brush, brush back. Because it, I don't feel like it had, it had had TLC in the past. And that day when the shoot was going on, 
I don't feel like it received any attention. However, if this girl's hair hasn't been pulled out, pulled out, and is looking like that, then who are we to judge, really? Especially some of you girls that I was talking about that want to drag out your, your, your hair to get ponytail, to do whatever, and snatch up your hair. Like, no one has a right to talk. You're a fucking prick, yeah, if you're dragging a little girl online who all she's doing is trying to get her coins so she can do model, build a career and do nice things. Where are you? Where are you being posted? Yeah. With your edges that are deceased. Where are you? Where are you? Are you modeling, babes? How are you getting your money, ho? Huh? Okay. This girl at least is out here. She's booked and blessed. Yes for you. Edges are not so blessed. However, she is... Every edge has a story. She might just be... Growing them like they haven't come yet, they're on their way. Remember when everyone was cussing that blue ivy for her, for her edges? Now look at her edges, thick and full like Oprah's bank accounts. Yet you hoes that were cussing her out saying, Look at her, look at her, you are still looking like a Dalmatian, still looking like dog. Wild. So before we jump. Because who knows, in six years' time, she might do Blue Ivy grow up, glow up, and then be not even H&M, modeling for Dior with a nice, thick, full edge that you hoes could only ever dream of. So, yeah, that was all a bit wild. I feel like it's unfortunate that we still live in a culture where people are being dragged online, especially minors. I think that is a bit ridiculous. Um, and I think it's wrong. Don't you agree? I think it's wrong. Um, however, it would have been nice for me if that was my daughter. I would have been like, H&M, can we see the pictures that you're going to post? Uh, just so I could see. And I probably would have done my girl's hair a little bit better. Um, but yeah, H&M uh, did file, um, post a little statement just to be like, oh, you know, they wanted to respond to everything that was um, being said about it. But, yeah, they posted on um, their Twitter saying that we truly believe that all kids should be allowed to be kids. The school-aged kids who model for us come to the photo studio in the afternoon after school, and we aim for a natural look which reflects that. Accurate. I think that's fair. I, I don't feel like they necessarily need to apologize on behalf of her edges that aren't there. However, they could have just been like, maybe we could have had someone on, on site, you know, show them a bit more love and affection. Uh, but, yeah, my if I would have given the belt to anyone, it would have been the dickheads in the comments who don't even have edges themselves for cussing this little girl. Because regardless, she's pretty and she's young. Let her live, man. In other news, uh, Maya Jama and Ovi were spotted kissing. Ooh. Ooh, didn't smooch, smooch. Sources say that they were seen cuddling up together, close, close, and were intertwined whilst exchanging kisses, kisses. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like he, he is definitely her type. She was with Stormzy, innit? And everyone was real mad that they split up, but... Shit happens, sorry to this man. Now, she's with Ovi, which, who I think is a bit more of a snack. Let me, let me know on Twitter if you guys feel like, who, like, if she won or if she lost or, like, with this. I feel like she won. Stormzy's a great character, but if we're just going from looks, I feel like Ovi has the keys to the kingdom. You know what I mean? But yeah, allegedly they were seen doing Kiss Kiss. Uh, neither of them has spoken up about it. And we've got no real pictures of it, but, you know, we'll find out. We'll give you the goss next week. Uh, 
in other news, uh, we've had lots and lots of reboots this year. I feel like it's really become a thing. You know, we've recently had the the amazing Lion King. Uh, what else has been rebooted? You tell me. All I know is that we've spoken about it a few times where things are coming back. Um, and yeah, uh, our girl Issa Rae is planning to make a remake of the 90s classic Set It Off. I think she's right. Um, she's going to star in it as well. This, I don't know if it's a remake that we need. Some people say we don't need remakes of classics, period. But I mean, I enjoyed Lion King and I've enjoyed some of the other remakes that we've had this year. Um, that is a huge, huge film. And the cast of that were fucking epic. You know, actresses such as Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett Smith, and etc. I'm a bit like, ooh, how with already such a lineup, so fucking legendary, how can you, how can you recreate that? that amazingness do you know what i mean what do you guys think are you guys here for the reboots or not nah? do you think it's going to be good i think anything that Issa Rae puts her hand on or hands on sorry uh turns to gold and is always a success um i'm a big fan of uh what's it called again insecure uh the film that she made with the little girl from blackish i was a fan of also, she when she came in, what's that? That black girl sketch, a black woman's black lady sketch show, whatever it's called. I really enjoy. She didn't produce that, but she was in it. But regardless, anything which she is a part of, especially is in charge of, I fucking get my life. So this is definitely a challenge, and I'm all here for creatives challenging themselves. Like I said in the word of, in um in how my week was, like, looking for something new and challenging myself. Yes, I can sing and dance. It's a hard industry, but it's the thing I do easiest. That's what I do. So a challenge is finding, a, finding something else that's out of my comfort zone. And I feel like as Issa Rae creates and writes, that's her thing. She finds it easy. But taking on such an, something that's already well-established, very famous, and almost at a pinnacle in, like, classic black movies... Ooh, that's a that's a challenge. So I'm excited to see how that turns out. Um, in other fucked up news, we saw on I think it was the Shade Borough, uh, two of our Niger I think they were Nigerian, but two Afrobeats artists anyway. Uh, they were spotted out in a club, and there's a, a video surfaced of them, uh, just showing each other some love. Um. And they've been penalized for it, of course, because black boys, they cannot live. When they are mad at each other, there's a problem and we want to throw fits and throw hands and cuss black men. When they're showing each other love, all, there's still issues and then they're batty boys or they're gay and there's a problem with that. Like, I feel like we just need to stop conforming to fucking systematic reasons that, that just aim is to keep black people divided, you get me? Like, every day, like, you want to harass the black body. Anyway, the artists are Naira Mali and Olamide. They were both spotted together. Um, the Shade Borough said that they were showcasing some brotherly love. You know, one of them is just standing there enjoying, and then the other has got his arms around him from behind, like over the shoulders, embracing him, and he like kisses him on his cheek and just gives him a hug, and the other smiles when it happens. Like they look like they're enjoying, it's a club, they're doing nice things. People are being homophobic. 
They're saying, hmm, brotherly love, I think not. A lot of people are like, pardon, oh my God. Some of them are saying Sodom and Gomorrah, you guys are fucking wild. Like, why can we just not let black men live? Oh my God. This is why half of these motherfuckers don't know how to communicate. This is why a lot of black men are missing when it comes to sticking around for family because they don't know how to deal with showing affection in that case. Because when they do it, not even intimately, but even just to friends, they get crucified. We get fucking crucified. The world is not a space. Uh, the world that we live in is actually not a safe space for the black men to demonstrate any kind of emotion. The only emotion which really is expected and accepted to some extent uh, in society is when black men are mad and angry. Yes, you have a problem with it, but it's it's like a more common common and easier emotion or behavior that black men feel comfortable, not necessarily feel comfortable, because that, that's a bit mad, but like they feel easier to just execute because, unfortunately, that's all that is ever in social media and is what they're around and they're almost expected to be like. That's fucked up in itself. But what is even more fucked up is that the good emotions, the positive, happy, love emotions that black men, when they uh, try to execute that in their day-to-day -day lives or even in their job or in entertainment, they get fucking, we get, we get ridiculed. Do you get it? Because, ah, oh, you're a soft boy. Ah, oh, you're a batty man. Ah, oh, you're, you're moist fam, innit? Like, they can't, if, 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 if my brothers, yeah, if we cannot even give our, our friends and that uh, a hug and show them affection and give them a, like a kiss on the cheek, even on the lips if you want to, how does that make you gay? Again, for the, this isn't me giving the belt, but like it's me just, you know, measuring up this whole thing. Like if you are gay, it's because not only are you, will you enjoy you, 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 the same sex intercourse, but you are also able to have a romantic love and relationship with this, someone of the same sex. Do you understand? So that means, for those of you that are fucking dumb, that means if you are a man and you enjoy a cock in your ass and you can happily go to Nando's and look across from the table while you're both eating your half chicken hot with your spicy rice and coleslaw and look each other lovingly in the eye and say, you know what, I love you, boo. Then you are gay. Or bi, or whatever part of the alphabet in our community you want to identify with. If you now, also, by the way, if you're a top and you just like to stick your, your dick in because, you know, different positions and whatnot, we'll say we can discuss that another time. Also, and then for ladies, if you have vagina and like to get yours licked by another person with a vagina and vice versa and the same Nando situation, or if you're, uh, you know, a queer person that doesn't eat chicken and then you can go to a vegan restaurant and look across the, each other from the table and do I love you. Then you're queer, gay, whatever. However, these two black yes, men, nothing in this is saying that they are in love. They might uh, be demonstrating love towards each other. And just because he kissed them on, kissed this guy on his cheek does not mean that when they finished in the club that they was doing, you know, rule strokes, pounding 
each other out like panda jam. No. All they were doing, mate, is giving his, he was just giving his, his, his brethren a hug. Can they fucking live without being crucified? You would rather they be a video circulating of them in the club fighting and then you'd be laughing and have things to say that weren't so condemning of these black men. Let them live. Anyway, what do you guys think? I know 99.9% of our listeners will agree with me. And the rest of you that are going, nah, then I don't know why you fucking listen to this show. <laughs> I don't know why. Even I said subscribe at the beginning. If you are one of the idiots that feels like this is gay or whatever, whatever chuka chuka you guys are thinking, then please, I beg, hit unsubscribe because you don't deserve. You do not deserve. I want our world, and I'm trying to create with this podcast and so many other people, trying to create a world and a, a space where black men, all men, but especially my black brothers, can feel safe to just have be a multifaceted person with different emotions and feelings and feel comfortable enough to live an authentic life where they can demonstrate and just be in all the different energies and all the different feelings without being con confined just to one small narrative. And as soon as they step out of that, then they get bah, 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 shot up by the social media and family members and friends. Oh, triggered. But yeah, you guys enjoy fucking Naira Mali and Olamide, man. You guys fucking enjoy. I think it's beautiful seeing two black brothers just showing each other love. We need more of that, punk ass. Anyway, in other news, um, Kerry Hillsong, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Kerry Hilson uh, took to Instagram to be like she's releasing um, new music. Uh, unfortunately, she said, you know, she's been working on this project for so long, whatever, whatever. She's excited to bring it to us. She looks really good in the picture. I can't even lie. I feel like she's in her 30s as well. Um, she looks snatched. She looks cute. Skin is just radiant and the hair is just nice things. And she's just looking at herself in the mirror, just, you know, doing striker pose. And she just said, I'm excited to bring you this project. However, it is being pushed back and it's late. I didn't even know that you was working on something, sis. I feel like many other people didn't, and other than your fans. Does she have fans still? I enjoyed the bops that she gave us. I like it just the way you are. Like, she did give us some good bops, am I right? However, I'm not sure whether I've necessarily been in need of it, but who knows? Sometimes we don't know that we need things until we've got it in, in our hands, in our grasp. Um, so maybe we'll hear this peace when it comes late mm -hmm. and we'll enjoy it but like, oh you know what i didn't know i needed uh, you know more kerry hillsong music now i do who knows you let me know do you guys need it she was a pop i enjoyed when i hear her, it makes me think of like when i was a kid and you know that changed my whole life don't know what you were doing to me with your love. Feeling all superhuman, you did this to me. Super hard, something beating in me. Nothing can stop me here with you. Superhuman, superhuman. 
Hill Mind. Do you remember that song? Wow. It takes me back. Uh, yes, uh, maybe I do need some Kerry Hill song. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, she gave us some good bops, and it takes me back to when I was a kid. My first move to London, everything was all new and so big, and yeah, it's nice things. Ah, so, Rihanna. Rihanna Fente. Rihanna Fente. She gave us some nice things this week on Amazon Prime A. Yes, she did. So, of course, even though all the girls and the boys have been saying, where's your fucking music at, ho? She's been tired and having to fight off these paps, like, just let her fucking breathe. Fuck! Like, there was a time when when she was giving us albums, like, two albums a year, and people were mad. And now she's taking a break, and now we're mad again. Like, we, this is a world where people just stay mad, period. Period, period, period. She gave us, like, albums and albums and albums. Let her breathe. Like, she came out after Beyonce and has about three times the amount of albums Beyonce has, okay? <laughs> let that resonate and let that m marinate, okay? Anyway, so she um, obviously has got her own beauty line, which we, we love. Uh, she also recently, very recently, announced that she was dropping her own fashion house, um, House of Fenty or Fenty something, um, which has been nice things. We've seen that on Instagram and on her Instagram. She's been wearing, well, you know, the nice trousers that over, like, that they come over the, the hills or whatever she's wearing. Like, she's given us nice things. And then she gave us Savage uh, X Fenty, which is her um, lingerie line. And she gave us a fashion show. And when I say she fashion show it was a fucking show don't expect things basic things from our girl Fenty okay Robin doesn't do basic at all like basic is runway go down <laughs> cute cute pose pose walk back down she hired one of the best choreographers. Her name is Paris. Find her on Instagram. Fucking, fucking amazing. Not just choreographer, dancer as well. To choreograph the whole fucking entire show. So it, without the spoilers, if you've got Amazon, it's really it, like, go and watch it. If not, I'm sure there's bootlegs absolutely everywhere. Um, it started off with these dancers on like podiums doing like almost like robotic things, just like, you know, like slow, slow and jerky kind of movements. And Robin, aka Rihanna, was in the middle and there was like this remix to her song uh, and they started off like choreographing to that. She didn't do any singing because you guys have been asking for music. She said, I was going to do something because you've been so fucking impatient. Scrap that. We're just going to do the movement, okay? So she comes out and does a little five, six, seven, eight with the dancers and then the show starts and it's just dancers of all sizes, all shapes, all hues, just giving us real nice things. And this exquisite, sexy-ass lingerie. Like, goddamn, some of the headpieces. I was like, wow, I need, I need, I need. She had transgender women there slaying. She had names, honey, she had names. I recognize Laverne Cox, obviously. <laughs> by force. And then I think she had Cara Levine, Cara Delevingne. She was giving us nice things. And then a couple other, like the, the, the black girl with the gap in her teeth. 
she's like the face of Fenty Beauty. She came out and did a little thing, and then she had a couple other like some I can't remember the other one's name. A couple like super dope supermodels, and then the rest of them were like dancers, and I'm guessing like influencers. She had people um, that weren't like you know. She had ev- everyone. She made it clear on the documentary because it wasn't just a show. It was very much, you know, inspired by Beyonce Homecoming, you know, where the, the show, the show, and then, you know, a few minutes of just back, backstage, back scene, behind the scenes. Oh, I want to I, I wanna make sure that all, I can't even do Rihanna's Bayesian New Yorky accent. But basically she said she wants to be diverse and make sure everyone is included. And they fucking were. Okay. She had bitches with no goddamn legs walking across the stage. How the fuck can you be more inclusive as that? I'm out here trying to be be model, yeah? And people are saying, because I'm six foot, not six foot, I can't do it. Bitch! Rihanna's hiring bitches with no fucking legs. Okay? Yeah, you guys can't with my five, five foot nine. Anyway, Rihanna had people with, you know, disabilities... If that's the right word to use. If not, please take Twitter and educate me in a nice, loving way. Um, people of all, like I said, shapes, sizes, ages, ethnicities. It was just beautiful. The garments were beautiful. The garments were sexy. They not only made me want to do Tonight I'm Going to Dance for Beyonce, but they also made me want to do Drop It Low in the club. Like, it was wild. Like, the, the array of things that she gave us and in the colors. Oh, the colors. And no shade, but some of those colors are on, on the black skin, the yellows and the purples. All, all of them, to be honest. It popped. So uh, congratulations to every single one of the dancers. Uh, the performers as well. I uh, forgot to say she had DJ Khaled come out. Uh, the, the Migos came out. Um, some white girl came out and did something with short hair. I thought it was, what's her name that does? I see the moon. I see the moon. Oh, you're not looking at the star. Oh, but baby, when you're gone, when you're gone. Come on, baby, come on, let me get to know you. Just another chance. Can't remember her name. Anyway, I thought it was her, but it wasn't. Some next Becky, boring part of it. But the again, I was there for the dancers. Otherwise, me and my friend were going to skip. But otherwise, it was nice things. And then uh, who else? DJ? I did. Did I say DJ Khaled? I think so. Then some black girl came out, like a rapper. I don't know who she is. American. She was good. Again, I was kind of lost because I didn't know who she was. Uh, and then our girl Normani came out and fucked it up. I feel like Rihanna was like, "Babe, you ain't going to sing because." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the girl's asking me for new music. Now, if you come out and do yours, and you're kind of killing it. Now. However, you know, she did, uh, she said to Norman to come out and slay, and she came out, and she did a little routine to Sean Paul's, um, I can't remember what song it was of Sean Paul's, some bashment tune, some, some dance hall. But she came out and was giving us a five, six, seven. That bitch can dance, hun. That bitch can really dance, Normani. Oh, I'm excited for you. I am really excited for you. But she came out and she did the goddamn thing. She looked fucking sexy as fuck in the, in the pieces. Her titties was just wobbling and looking all nice. And oh, it was just... It was a hunger-provoking provoking set. I'll tell you that. But all in all, uh, the show was fucking great. And then it, after all the performances and the dances and everything, like it was just epic, a piece of art. It ended and then she came out and gave like a little, like a cute little smile and did the typical bow and like tossed her hair back as if to say, ha ha, I did that. And which you did, like could have just been a basic show and you came in brand new fashion house and gave an epic 
pivotal pinnacle show that other fashion houses that have been around for years will, and if they don't, need to learn from. Because that was fucking epic, sis. Like, wow. Um, and, and to finish us off, um, we also received another little documentary by a little girl, not a little girl, <laughs> by someone by the name of Beyonce Zanos Kaya. Do you know, do you know who she is? I think you do. I think I've mentioned her like maybe one other time on this show. <laughs> no, you know, I've listened, I've listed her off quite a few times. Beyonce Gisana's car gave us a documentary on, uh, it was on um, ABC or HBO, I can't remember. But I, of course I had it, the day it came out in the States. I don't even think it's out in the UK. Um, I would very much like it if the people that follow me on Instagram and Twitter, if you pay attention to my stories, um... I posted a link because I know you guys, you need it as well. I understand that as CEO of the Beehive, I'm catering for you guys. But if I make a story and it says there's a link to this on the Instagram, I even posted it to get the belts uh, Twitter so you can just go and click because I don't have 10,000 followers, so I cannot do swipe up. Sorry, Hans. If you want that feature and you want to get the link and just do swipe up, then for once, some of you need to start following me and not just messaging me when you want nice things. Pools. Uh, but pay attention to the stories, because I told all of you, yeah, head over to Get The Bell, Twitter, where I posted the link. It was there for about 24 hours, and then the link was gone. It is not my fault that you watched the story and didn't go to check the thing. Because if you lost it, you snooze, you fucking lose, hon, and I'm sorry, not sorry. Um, uh, but yeah, I posted the link there. It was fucking epic. She was basically uh, giving us backstories behind every single song on the album, not just the songs that she mainly featured on, but every single one of them. She showed us nice clips of, you know, the twins who have grown up so much. Blue Ivy, I saw some of Sean, even Tina, and then obviously all the other artists that were involved, all the countries that she went to in Africa. Uh, she went to Ghana, she went to Nigeria, she went to Egypt. She really went to South Africa. She went around and did her research, which is one thing I fucking love about her. She's not just a jump in the studio here, Eminike wrote this song for you, uh, so-and-so produced, did the track, sing this. No, she is, it, she, for one, it was produced by and created by Parkwood, her own production house. Okay, she literally was like, okay, we need to go here. We need to do this. I need to eat some jollof rice before I do that so I can really sound a certain way. She came out and did the damn thing. She put in the work and it showed in the piece. Uh, the I think it's available now. It should be available now. But if not, I'm sure there's links to this absolutely everywhere now because the link that I posted for you girls is gone now. Uh, but it was just fucking amazing to see how it was created. I particularly always love a moment where I see Beyonce in the studio in her Ivy Park hoodie. Still flawless, but yet somehow it's, she looks a little bit more regular and like human, but still goddess, legendary Pokemon-esque vibes. Uh, love to see her in the studio in front of the mic with the headpiece on over that expensive ass wig uh, just be, just giving us nice things there was one at the beginning of already one of my favourite songs on the album long is the king you're the king you know it it's time already 
Mine already, shine already. That one, she does a nice little run at the beginning. I'm not even going to attempt to do it, but you know, they're like, ah, 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 she does this run, and you just see her doing it. And then in in the beginning of May, of um in the be- in at the very beginning of the documentary, obviously the first song she goes in chronological order. And the first song is called Bigger, epic, written by some British girls. But but yes, we out here really really doing bits. But you see her in the studio, and then she's just like, I can hear like some opera in the back. Like I can hear opera. Can you run it? And she she goes off. She just goes off and just does some operatic, high, full-sounded aria from the heavens and finishes off and goes, "Mm, can you run it back? I need need to do it again. When the first time she did it was perfection. Can you? (sighs) I only dream of doing one take like that and being half as good. But you bitch, you did it, you slayed it, went above and beyond, had these hose edges gone, like, anyway. And um, I don't want to be rude. <laughs> I had these girls' edges gone, and then we're like, nah, it just, it was perfect, but it, was, it wasn't good enough. Let me do it again. And then you did it again, and it was it just even, ugh, you made me feel sick. But yeah, she gave us a good documentary where, you, where she, again, is like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of being black. All the racists again were mad. She lost even more white fans, uh, where she was being pro black, pro Africa. Uh, procreative and <laughs> not procreative, but like like procreation. No, you know what I mean about pro being a creative person. <laughs> I'm dead. But yeah, she just gave us another uh, a brief, brief, small, small look at her behind the scenes. She never gives us too, too much, which is another reason why I love her. She keeps it like like old school artists. Like she allows us to maintain that sense of mis- mystery behind the artist, which is what keeps many of her fans, including me, so hooked. And I just appreciated it. Like, some people were mad saying it wasn't enough, it wasn't enough. But, like, nah, sometimes be content. You know what I mean? Like I said with Rihanna, you're mad when she releases loads of albums and you're mad when she releases nothing. And you'll you're always stay mad. So just shut up your mouth and get what you're given, you cunts. But, yeah, it was really nice. I really enjoyed um, to see all the different artists putting their thing on it, especially seeing, like, the Africans in the studio with her and their reaction. There was... Nice conversations in there with one of the black guys from America being like, you know, I really had an identity. I struggled with my identity. I had an identity crisis growing up. You know, I wasn't allowed to be me. I wasn't allowed to be a black man. Like, I had to be a certain way, which kind of goes back to why I was speaking about the two Afrobeat uh, artists that were seen together just showing each other love. And he identified with them and said, you know what? I had to conform. And like, now nah, I'm just like, nah, fuck it. Like, I'm black and I'm proud and I do, I'm, I'll do whatever I'm doing. And Beyonce's putting that on, purposely putting that on so to get messages across. And she does that not only in these back in these documentaries, but by, by her music and the philanthropy. That she, I, I stand. Basically, go watch the motherfucking documentary. Otherwise, this episode will be five and a half hours long. That's with editing. But yeah, that's about it. Um, briefly, we're we're all watching the court case. Um, I watched a little bit of it, but it was a bit long. I didn't really understand what they were saying. But the court case with Robert Kelly, obviously, he's in, he's, he's detained right now, and everything's undergoing. And you know, he's he's getting his comeuppance, which I think is good and it's fair. That's about it for Miles Measures. Right, so obviously Cashmere's not with us, so we don't have our baby girl segment. So I'm going to move straight 
on to the Get the Belt segment. I have... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One or two. No, I have two. We will start with the one that I read about in the online on the NY Post, on the New York Post, online, where uh, a police officer in Florida was arrested, not arrested, was suspended after arresting, wait for it, guys, wait for it, (laughs) wait for it, arresting a six-year-old for throwing a quote-unquote tantrum. Yeah. Six years of age. Yeah, the song Crazy in Love by Beyonce is older than this little girl that got arrested. So this officer arrested this six-year-old girl for throwing a a tantrum. Uh, He handcuffed her. Can you imagine? A six-year-old girl, six-year-old little black girl, handcuffed her, put her in the back of a police van, Took her to go and get uh, take take a mugshot of her and fingerprinted, and it wasn't until other officers at the um, at the department where they where she was taken were a bit like, "Rah, this is a bit mad." Like, she is not just a minor, but she's like a toddler essentially still. Uh, so they were like, "Okay, officer, they've not given his name because otherwise." <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they were like, okay, you be suspended. But this man was just taken to um, back to his house, told he was suspended with pay. And meanwhile, this six-year-old girl is going to live to tell the tale that I was six and had handcuffs around me for throwing a tantrum at school. Tell me what do six-year-olds do at school if they're not sleeping, shitting, or playing fantasy? Are they not throwing tantrums and getting mad and crying? Can you imagine if every single police officer did that? There would be one or two quiet-ass children in our schools. M- fucking dead. Uh, Marilyn Kirkland, uh, the grandmother 
just went on to say, as a grandparent of three children less than 11 years old, uh, this is very concerning to me. Um, oh, I take that back. That was the uh, the head of the the Orlando, the Orlando Police Department. Uh, the Orlando Police Department has a policy that addresses the arrest of a minor, and uh, their initial finding showed that the policy was not followed, and that is what the um, man said. The I think his name was Roland. Um, and he said that the cop has been reassigned to the reserve officer program and his duties have been suspended uh, pending the outcome of, of, an in, of the internal investigation. Why he was not fired is beyond me because how you are working in, in the police force and nabbing a six-year-old. And can you imagine an eight-year-old on the Thursday? Someone, uh, the Orlando police chief, uh, Orlando Rowland told uh, News 6, uh, the news outlet over in the States. So he's out here really arresting little kids, children's. These are the pe people that will then go out and also kill black men on the street for being, for breathing. Can you imagine actually arresting a child? Wow. What goes through, what I, what I want to know. Officer, whatever the fuck your name is, is what the fuck went through your mind when you took when you reached into your crusty back pocket and reached for the handcuffs to put on a six-year-old? Do you know how small a six-year-old? While you were bending your brock back down to arrest her, did not one of your brain cells click to go, maybe the fact that you're even having to bend down this much to, to arrest a, a child, yeah? Maybe I should just tell her, maybe don't throw a tantrum. Well, I wouldn't even know what you were doing in the school. Me, I have I have questions. Like 50 cent. I have 21 of them, if not more. Why are you employed? Why are you, why are you employed in the police department? Why are you arresting people under 10? What is your problem? Why are you reaching in your back pocket to bend down and arrest a six-year-old little girl at school? Why are you in the school? Who is your wife or who is your partner or who is someone that can smack some sense into you, please? Because you, you need the belt. Because that is mad. That is really, really, really fucking mad. The grandma um, went on, Marilyn Kirkland, um, uh, said that the six-year-old, uh, her name is Kaya Roll, uh, was cuffed, fingerprinted, and charged with battery after throwing a tantrum and kicking someone at the Lucius and Emma Nixon Academy Elementary School. Charged with battery. Do you know how many people are headbutted and kicked and punched? We all did it. That's what you do when you're a toddler. You get told off by the teachers. You don't get fucking arrested and handcuffed, you fucking prick. What the fuck? If you did that to every child, like I said earlier, in the world that fucking threw a tantrum and got physical, there would be no kids left and we'd need to build fucking prisons for these kids. You fucking dumb fuck. Ah, oh, the grandmother went on to say that no six-year-old child should be able to tell someone that they had handcuffs on them and that they were riding in the back of a police car and taken to a juvenile center to be fingerprinted and had a mugshot. Wow. Wow. So yeah, my belt goes to the stupid fuck-ass of a police officer, stupid knuckle-dragging, dusty-ass, unseasoned-ass, thin-lipped, crusty motherfucker of a man that thought it would be sensible to arrest a six-year-old. You fucking dick. You get the belt. My next belt goes to the staff member, Uncle Bobo I, 
because his eye was doing irreplaceable by the aunts, by Beyonce and going to the left to the left, while the other was looking at me for whatever reason he had. I let me let me give you backstory. So I on Sunday night went to the casino after a nice espresso martini with some friends. We were saved. We were quiet. We were classy. We got to the front door. I know the people there often because I go there often. You know, shout out to the boys. Some of the boys at Magic Mike who are friends of mine doing nice things on the stage with all all six of their abs and all of their pecs and anyway I went there with my friends we get to the front door it was nice things we were all asked for ID we all showed it I was wearing a real real cute I don't know if you've seen it on my Instagram story a real cute turtleneck um, knit, a knitwear piece uh, a cream one with a with a turtleneck and it was cut at the sleeves and some long trousers um, I had my backpack with me no no lies I just had my my bum bag and a, a jacket just around my waist because it was warm. It was really fucking warm. And all my other friends were dressed like pretty much the same. We go in there. We order drinks. We sat at the bar for about an hour. We're doing nice things. I ordered some cheese and chicken quesadillas. Like I said, I was off of it, off of my diet and fitness plan. But I'm getting ready to get back on it. And um, we enjoyed. It wasn't until we went outside for some fresh air. <clears throat> that we are all around the table and enjoying, and this uh, security bouncer, uh, whatever you want to call yourself as, freaky looking ass nigga comes up to me, mad as a hatter. How did you get in? I was like, well, hello. Uh, through the front door, like everyone else. You cannot be in here with a vest. I said, um, why is that? Because you cannot policy. I said, and he was really not doing it in a way, like he was in a, in a friendly way. It was very aggressive. And I could already tell with the vim and the energy that he approached me with, I couldn't just respond normally. I had to be very calculated and very precise with the words and my tone of voice and even my body language, everything changed. I became, I became Olivia Pope, okay? So I was like, oh, why, why is that? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm like, okay, so why are you, why are you imposing uh, rules and regulations upon me uh, that you don't know the reason why? Um, and also, when I entered the establishment through security, sir, my good sir, my good friend, uh, they saw how I was dressed and it was absolutely fine. Also, Becky, Rebecca, and Tyra over there, they all have on skimpy, skimpy skimpy vests you know like lace some of them lace it's quite raunchy you know and i'm here in my saved and christian thick knitwear which has a whole turtleneck on it quite i'm quite warm which has no sleeves what what, what is the difference oh i don't know women women are like you come come like come now you've been argumentative i said my good sir my good sir my loves my my, my love i'm not being argumentative i'm merely having a conversation with you if this is argumentative, I don't know. That's when my guy started to do, sir, like, if you come, like, you're being clapping. I said, please, may you not clap in my face. I find that really quite aggressive when I'm really trying to have a conversation with you, telling you that I was at the front desk and I was not told about this policy upon entering when I was sat down enjoying my good Mexican quesadillas and my wet dream drink. It was a cocktail. Don't you dirty people out there be thinking anyway. I was enjoying, and not one of the staff members said anything, and we had a good old kiki with the staff members down there. I don't know, no, no, no. Uh, just, just come with me. I'll go down, you go down. I was like, right, can you please at least respond to what I'm saying? 
He couldn't respond. Instead, he's continued now to be in my face and clap. I said, sir, please, can you step back a bit and stop clapping? He said, I'm not clapping. I said, mate, all of my four friends without good, good eyesight, which is not like your eyesight, which your left eye is looking to the left like that. My eyesight is good, and so are my friends. And my guy, you are clapping. I said to him, I'm not Beyonce. I've not just given you a performance. There's no need to approve in my face. He said, oh, no, 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 so, so you come down. I said, wow, now you're shouting. If I, sir, and my voice all now is still, is still calm and collected. I was like, if I was to clap in your face and tell you, I'm wearing this, and why is Becky wearing it, and she's not. If I was to do that, you would put your hands on me and remove me. So what, why are you able to clap in my face? And shout and be aggressive whilst imposing rules that you don't know why and you don't know how, which also aren't being followed by other members of the people here that just have titties in a vagina. So, like, this for me, I find this problematic. He said, if you want I tell you, don't say speak to manager. I said, you know what, okay, let me finish this and then we'll go. So we go down there now and we go to the table. All now I know I've got a vest, a, a, a jacket downstairs, but from when he was moving so fucking mad, I said, nah. Now, we're going to have this conversation because none of it's making sense. We get to the table where all of our drink is and I want to add my unpaid bill. <laughs> we've not yet paid and we've, we've really enjoyed nice things. I said, oh, no, no, not here now. We're going to go all the way out. You are leaving. You've been argumentative and aggressive. I said, me argumentative? My good sir, you're the one that was clapping upstairs in my face like I gave you a, a West End performance when, all, when there is none. All I did was try and have a conversation while you and your chuckle chuckle eye came ag aggressive, clapped at me and was imposing rules that you didn't even know the, meaning, the reason behind whilst they were not being followed equally by other members of the community here. Like, I am not leaving. And if I do leave right now with you, you best believe you and your left eye are going to be paying for my bill. That's when he was like, well, no, you need to pass it. Well, well I'm, I'm not putting on my jacket because I have one here. I'm not putting on. He was like, okay, well, 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 pay for it, pay for it. Anyway, I put it on just because I couldn't be bothered because I could see where it, where, where it was going to go. Because me and all my friends are black and now people are looking at us. Shout out to the two white ladies behind us. They were doing nice things. They were like, why, why not? Why can't he wear this? Because they were heard. Because they were like, he, they could see the security guard was being fucking wayward and being aggressive while we were all still. I was vexed, but very calm. They were like, why? We're wearing this. That's when he now goes quiet and walks away because the two white ladies got involved. You know, this is a black, black security guard. His job will be gone if these two white ladies say anything to his manager. <laughs> so they were like, why? Why can't he not? Why can't he not? Anyway. My friend also then spoke to him and just like, Mark, like, wait, does it make sense? He's going to put this on and this jacket's on now, uh, but we'd like to speak to your manager afterwards. So anyway, he fucks off. Now his colleague is looking at me, Bleshki, wherever she's from, some, some, some next country, I don't know. But she now is looking at me wayward whilst I'm like paying for the foods and looking at me mad like she want to do me something. I was like, excuse me, why, why are you watching me? Because you've been on shift the past three hours, bitch, and you've seen us here and you were smiling. And now your fucking topsy-turvy colleague of yours, Rafiki-ass looking ass, has come down to me with his bullshit, which he doesn't even have reasons behind, trying to me. And now you want to look at me in my face when before you was okay. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Anyway, the other two white ladies then get onto her. We, we love an ally. Because they were like, why are you looking at him for? He looks lovely. He looks be <laughs> beautiful or whatever. And we're wearing vests. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, this girl does what her dumbass colleague did. And just walked away into the distance. Because how do you respond to that? Unless you just say outwardly, it's sexism. It doesn't make no fucking sense. Anyway, 
we are all, we don't even want to order more drinks now there because they've really moved mad. And I've been in there before with a vest on and it's been absolutely fine. Also, we were sat at a table literally three meters away from the door which takes you into Magic Mike. What the fuck are those niggas wearing on stage, hun? Okay? Right. Anyway. We leave now to go somewhere else because we're fucking over it. And we leave nicely, not escorted. And one of my bridges works for the local authority, um, the council. I'm not going to say which one because I don't want to bad him up like that. But, um, yeah, I leave. I'm just like, okay, yeah, thanks, whatever. But my friend goes and says, I'd like to speak to a manager. And they were like, okay, uh, why? So he's like, oh... I would like to just speak to the manager. I have a complaint. I work for the council and there's been some real, um, there's been a lot of misconduct tonight. And I'm happy that he went and did that, especially as a, a fellow black man. We all kept it calm. We all kept it classy. While you guys was imposing sexist, genderist, and all the other fucking ists, stupidest laws and policies on me, which were not told to me upon entering the establishment, how the fuck can you let someone in and then halfway through their night tell them, oh, by the way, do this, otherwise you're going to leave. That fucks with my experience, motherfucker. And also, it's not cohesive and it's not, it's not, what's the word? Consistent. Had I been told that upon entry, I would have got it. You know, I really would have understood. But when you come at me mad and on an aggressive level, and this is one thing I hate about some black security guards, yeah? Some of them think because you black that, that, that they can just speak to you anyhow, especially when they're older than you, like they're your uncle, that they can just speak to you with no respect. I don't, do, don't speak to me like that because I'll have you shamed. I'll have you shamed, better yet, maybe even fired for moving like a dickhead, bruv. So my belt goes out to, I don't want to say the whole hippodrome because some of them were nice, but to the staff members that were moving like dickheads that night, that were, the, 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 especially that baboon ass fucking dickhead lollipop of a security guard who's moving fucking mad, speaking to me like a piece of shit, clapping, popping off at me. Wow, if I had matched your energy and acted like you, you would have swiftly had me removed from the establishment and branded me as a hooligan. When, lo and behold, you were the one acting like a hooligan, you mug, okay? Anyway, you get the belt. Your colleague, the stupid-ass woman who wanted to go along with it and was just like your dumbass, not able to answer the questions with logic or sense or reason, so she had to walk away. She gets the fucking belt too. You both, you cunts, get the fucking belt. Yeah? Give you the belt so hard, my good sir, that your left eye comes back round to centre. Anyway, that's been it for me, Miles, on this podcast. It felt good to get that out. I've been having it on my chest the whole fucking day. Um, but now it's off. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, if you want to give the belt to someone, be it an ex, uh, a friend, a family member, a colleague, a business. Have you seen a, a, homophobic, a homophobic advert that you want to cuss the fuck out and let it out? How do you work with a bitch at work who's always fucking trying you? Are you fed up of being at work and putting your good season food in the microwave and having Caucasian eyes and noses and being lifted up at you because your food smells good? Huh? Write us an email, bitch, and, you know, let us know so I can vent with you. <laughs> yes, the email address is contact at getthebeltpod.com. 
you can also not you don't just have to give us a belt you can give us a melon in magnificence and we haven't done it for a while but we also do answer questions but like we've been doing long episodes and then we, we need to leave but i promise next week we're going to answer some questions because we've got quite a backlog uh but yeah send us in your your shit uh be sure to be a part of the conversation online on twitter with the hashtag get the belt pod um thank you some of you shouted us out like last week i think it was because the black sketch lady no the black lady sketch show i can't remember anyway they had a segment called get the belt and you guys was tagging us like lol this is funny run us our check (laughs) but yeah thank you so much for always um tuning in each and every week we see the numbers. Like I said, we want you to interact more with us so we can see the faces. Obviously, when we do this live show, we can see you like real, real. Those of you that are able to make it down, it will be in London again. I don't know about the venue. Uh, we had it at the Curtain last time in Shoreditch, the Curtain Hotel. Uh, it might be there again. We do not know. However, it was sold out last time. And I know some of you didn't get to come along. So be quick when we give you the details. Be sure to get your ticket as soon as possible. Don't be one of the sad ones left outside the door. Like what the people that follow me on Instagram that left it too late and didn't get to watch the documentary. Because I'm sorry, it just sucks to be you right now. Like Beyonce said, the best thing I never had. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I don't think I've got anything else to tell you other than live your best life. Uh, remember the show is for fucking everyone um, We love that you listen We love that you enjoy I am very uh, This show means so much to me To come and like just give you guys um, You know a raw Authentic unfiltered uh, Show Where both myself and Kashmir Who's not here today Are just honest and ourselves with you We don't hold back And a lot of you share the same opinion as us. And it just is, you know, we do this because we feel that there is a real need for that. A show where we are just ourselves. We are ourselves and it's relatable. And, you know, it's just nice things. And I'm glad to give that to you guys. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you are not subscribed, remember to subscribe. We're on like Apple Podcasts. We're on Acast, Spotify and all of that. If you don't follow us on Twitter or Instagram, give us a follow. Our socials are all at Get The Belt Pod. Remember to give us a, not a thumbs up, this is not a YouTube channel, lol, even though that's secretly pending because I know you guys want to watch us while we do the video, while we do, while we're in the studio as well. Pending, 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 like, you know, slow, small, small steps. But um, if you're not, if you've not given us a review and rated us yet on iTunes, please do so as it really, really helps us get noticed by, you know, the big boys so we can, like, just bring you more and get more exciting guests and do more giveaways and blah, 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 blah. Um, so rate us on there, leave a little review. And when you do, please screenshot it and put it on the stories and the whatever and tag us so we can repost. And, you know, when you listen as well, uh, share. We love that. Um, speaking of getting nice things on here So Tracy Ellis Ross I should have put this in Mars Measures But fuck it I'll put it at the end now uh, So Tracy Ellis Ross uh, Has launched a new hairline product for curly hair Which I love because <clears throat> Curly hair I've got it So do 80% of our listeners I think Maybe even at 90 But she's released um, a hairline And uh, we've reached out to them The PR team saying we want to work with them So we can, you know, get sponsored And also do a giveaway So we can give you some of the products And so you guys can find out about this new hairline Uh, So if you go on to Tracy Ellis Ross's Instagram page She's got um, the the page for her For the line on there as well Tag us and get the belt 
uh, and just say nice things. Let's let's get this let's get this working. Team teamwork makes the dream work. So yeah, that's it for this week's episode of Get the Belt. Make sure you tune in again next week for our episode. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed. I hope I've not bored you with my ranting and raving. Ha 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 ha. Ugh, corny as fuck. Anyway, you've been listening to Get the Belt. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.